I think bullying. This isn't even a podcast. It's a little bit. It's a little bit bullying. Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a no facts, all feelings wrestling podcast. I'm Leah. I'm Anne. And our beloved third witch sister is still out in the wilds of North America in the back of her van. And uh, never see in, her again. Never see her again. And in her place, we have one of our comrades in making uh, the internet community a little less male and boring. She is one half of the podcast Waffly Bollocks. I, as an American, I don't know that I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> And she runs the Twitter account, Awfully Waffly. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the pod. Welcome. Hello. Yay. Very excited to be here. Also, deeply love making Americans say Waffly Bollocks. It's, <laughs> it's like my greatest pleasure in life. We all have to like pause and like yeah. take a run at it, you know? Yeah. Like, okay. I was absolutely losing it when you and MJ last week were speculating about whether Zack Sabre Jr. could say bollocks on TV. And you were like, is it a swear? And I was like, no, because Americans don't know what it means. It's a, it's a, it's a mystery word. You can say That's, it all you want. You can yeah. say that all day, every day. We don't know what it is. <laughs> I wasn't even sure if, if Waffly was an American thing. I was like, oh, my God, if we picked the most British possible name. It for is our an podcast. incredibly British name, which I'm, I'm loving. Mm-hmm. um yeah so the background to that is just that i picked the username awfully waffly as a pun on chuck taylor's finishing move and my co-host used to have the username once upon a time uh rassel bollocks and so we thought it would be funny to combine the two um she's since been suspended about three times and is on a different (laughs) Username entirely, so you kind of you kind of have our situation where there's yeah. no tunnels anymore. It's like, well, there used to yeah. be tunnels. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Once there were tunnels, yeah. We got recommended in a Discord when somebody was like, "So, what is this podcast about? <laughs> is this about like trains?" We were like, "Well, back back in our day, AEW had really prominent tunnels." <laughs> it's really terrible. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, yes, so Allie is still on vacation, and next week we are all going to have another, I'm just saying this at the top, you know, so uh, we get all of our chores out of the way. Our next uh, host is going to be Trish Spears, who is coming back. Last time we had her as a bonus episode, but this time we're going to make her actually guest co-host, which should be very, very fun. That's the episode that's coming out on 1015. And then Allie will be back on 1022. Theoretically, if we can coax her back into a house. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not entirely positive that we can. Yeah, it's going to be rough for sure. Only in the approach of winter is the only thing that's going to yeah. help us yeah. there. If she gets cold enough, surely if we leave the back door open, she'll yeah, come in. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Shaking a box of treats. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, Sarah, you, oh, actually, one other thing I wanted to say is that Trish, before, uh, while we were on our pod, on our pod break, Trish and friend of the pod, Sarah, um, who is actually, so this Awfully Waffly, you you are our third wrestling Sarah to be on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We had Sarah Shockey, my best friend, Sarah, and you are number three. Pretty but, impressive. Uh, 
Oh, Actually, well. not even the first time in my life I've been Sarah number three in a situation. <laughs> and uh, oh. yeah, it's the most popular uh, girl's name of the year I was born. <laughs> so nice. And it, nice. it doesn't help that my Sarah doesn't have an internet identity. So oh. she, I can't give her like a nickname or anything. And, you know, she's just <laughs> a cryptid. So anyways... So Trish and Sarah have actually made a podcast. So they join our ranks of female-led podcasts, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. It is called the Trish and inventively it's called the Trish and Sarah <laughs> Wrestling Podcast, <laughs> which is actually produced by Yours Truly, and mm-hmm. I make them compliment Tunnel Talk in every episode. Which, <laughs> that's the price of me doing the labor. <laughs> so. <laughs> Listen so if you closely. want to hear Tunnel Talk get complimented, that's a great podcast <laughs> to check out. Yeah, listen to the whole episode just to hear me make Trish say nice things about us. <laughs> um, also, during our break, I just thought we'd have like a little bragging moment. Sarah, you were not on break, so you did have to address some of these things. But, Anne, we're going to take a quick br- yeah. uh, victory lap and you know just <laughs> touch on some of the things that we did not have to form opinions on. Are you yeah. ready for this list? I'm so excited. Jade Cargill leaving. Yeah. I saw that happen and I thought, that's nice. And I just moved let on go past. Day. Hey, we just, we just let that ball right go past us. Good for uh, her. How about Rick Knox being a paid assassin of the young bucks? <laughs> Didn't have to weigh in. Didn't have an opinion. No. Didn't have to ref. get in there. No, I don't know anything about it. How about Endeavor buying WWE? I also don't know anything about that. No, not my business. <laughs> um, how about the fact that ticket sales in some way have p- changed or possibly changed or maybe not changed, but definitely foretell is a, a doom. Did you f- happen to form an opinion on that, Anne? I did not form an opinion. Wow. I just I just put my head down and let it all flow by <laughs> above it. Would you say that this was the best timed vacation of all time? It was pretty good. I mean, there could have been some other good times, I think, over the last year. There have been a lot of times I wish I was on vacation the last year. Do you think that we'd be psychologically healthier if we were on vacation from, I don't know, Labor Day 2022 till, you know, Labor Day 2023? Yeah, that's the specific year I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. It's nice that it really hit those two Labor Days. You can just always think, like, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was quite a year. That was quite a year. Wow. All right. Should we get into it? Mm -hmm. As as Allie says, y'all done here? (laughs) Y'all done here? I I was supposed to host this one and I got sick. And so Leah, like the angel on this earth, offered to switch with me, which was so nice. And then I really got off the hook because she had to sum up the last month and a pay-per-view. Terrible. I listen when I made that offer like I don't regret it because it's fun (laughs) but like this morning when I was like going through two weeks of shit we forgot and (laughs) a pay-per-view I was like oh my god like wrestling never stops (laughs) it never stops and these days there's so much of it like can you believe we had three pay-per-views in five weeks like and that's just gonna be life it's gonna be a pay-per-view every month I can't do it. I'm just going to die. We say that, but you know what? We started watching Collision, so. (laughs) It's true. I did watch Collision, like, almost every week, so. That's the the problem. That's the problem. The gas expands to fill the container. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I had a bunch of weeks where I had plans on Wednesday, so then I kept having to watch it, like, on Thursday morning without my friends, like, a chore. I was like, I'm getting so burnt out. (laughs) (laughs) Just life. Just life, man. Mm. 
Um, okay, so I'm going to launch into this, and I really need support for my community. I have to talk yeah. a lot. And yeah. so I need you guys to have, like, really supportive faces as I'm talking. You're going to be maybe, thank you so, much. so powerful. Thank you so, so much. Powerful. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the last time we checked in, little baby boy Nick Wayne was pretty mildly disgruntled mm-hmm. about Darby forgiving A.R. Fox, which right. I would say is good as a motivation for being disgruntled, except yes. that we actually have not seen A.R. Fox. No. So, has not kept it at the forefront of our minds. Yeah, no. yeah. I kind of think that like Darby should have been rubbing AR Fox in uh, mm-hmm. Nick Wayne's face. But anyways, so Darby and Sting beat Christian and Luchasaurus at <laughs> Grand Slam. I did type Luchasaurus, and that's just a <laughs> <laughs> typo that I'm living with. This is just something that's going to be in my brain for the rest of my life. Yeah. We, we love Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus does great work. <laughs> Um, but then the next day on, I believe it was Collision, Christian uh, beat Luchasaurus and Darby and actually became the TNT cha- champion instead of just, you know, making Luchasaurus <laughs> give it to him. Um, then on Wrestle Dream, they had this crew had two matches. Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne was in the zero hour, which I think was fine. I really don't have yeah. that much to offer. And then Darby and Christian in the main event. I feel like the second we heard that it was main eventing, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. his, his, yeah. his ex-husband is coming. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did Edge's contract just come up? Huh, interesting main event. And he just yeah. happened to main events? Oh, I see. <laughs> um, it was a two out of three falls match, which I'll tell you free. free. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize. And so when, you know, because I'm, chronically never paying attention and i was like wait a minute darby won already and Allie, who was watching it with me just turns to me and goes two thir- two out of falls two out of three falls babe and i was like fuck luckily you said that in the group chat and i had already gone to bed because i had 101 degree fever so i like had seen it before i watched so i was like oh good two out of three falls so i was prepped going in yeah um that fall was darby using Christian's turtleneck against him, which I think is possibly <laughs> makes him a contender for greatest prop work this, mm. this episode. Yeah. Um, but Christian did get revenge by suplexing Darby into the metal ring steps, which looked insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. Christian got his second fall by count out and then Bryce called a stretcher to take Darby out. Of course, Christian immediately dived on top of the stretcher and Bryce danced around them going, how could you? What are you doing? (laughs) You're a bad man. Uh, Christian dragged Darby back into the ring, which he had spent most of the stretcher prep time ripping apart, so it was just floorboards. Christian tried to cheat with the belt. Nick Wayne ran out for the save and then turned on Darby and hit him with it. Christian gathered Nick Wayne (laughs) up and held him so gently and sweetly Mm. and... I really was like, I don't know if I'm old enough to be seeing this. <laughs> and then somehow it got more insane because Sting, Sting came out for the day, die, the save. Woo, Leah, you can talk. You got a lot more to go, so get it together. Luchasaurus came out for a counter save. Everything looked bad, and then all of a sudden, a video starts playing of a man in a car. And the car, <laughs> the car, and it was like one of those like it was. I wish Kenny was there just to be like, yeah. look at the screen, bitch. <laughs> it's like, well, we gotta stop beating them up. There's a video. There's a video package. Um, of course, Edge appears, and I really enjoyed how everybody in the ring kind of froze and was like, 
so what's going to happen here? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Edge gets closer. He takes the chair from Christian and then whacks Nick Wayne with it. The bad guys leave. Edge stands in the center watching them go. Then on Dynamite, this is Thursday, so it was yesterday, uh, Edge main evented with a promo and he did a, a little rehash of his scrum comments where he was like, my daughter told me to go play with un- Uncle Jay, which was cute. And then all of a sudden he his face changed and he was like, now to kayfabe, Christian Cage, come out here. <laughs> where he decided to give the most romantic speech that I have ever heard anyone give, where he fully did the Meredith Grey, pick me, choose me, <laughs> love me speech. Uh, Christian pulled him into a hug and then just said, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Tony Khan loved that because he said he repeated, go fuck yourself. I believe 16 times on his Twitter last night. (laughs) We have so much. First of all, do you guys think I did a good job? That's a great job. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. We have a lot of things to discuss. Uh, Anne, give me your new man rating on edge with, the fact that you know nothing about him, just than the vibes you do know. Absolutely nothing. I'm at like a nine on edge. You're at a nine. Like, he You're came high. in. I'm high. He came in with such good vibes. Like he's already got these deep ex-husband relationship to go into. I had seen pictures of him before because I just vaguely knew of him as Christian's ex-husband. And I was like, ooh, Christian's like a lot hotter. But like in motion, yeah. he's hot. You know, yeah. he's very tall. You he's know? very tall. But in like a little nervous way where like he yes. doesn't, kind of in the way that like Buddy the elf is nervous about being tall with the <laughs> it's true yeah <laughs> sarah how about you what would you rate rate christian based on what you know about him i know nothing about him yeah i did not enjoy the uncle jay stuff i no. got quite angry about that so i'm going for like a angry. six yeah no. is it like just it. because Elaborate. he was breaking kayfabe in the ring yeah i well that I feel like Christian has done so much great character work that coming mm-hmm. in and calling him Jay, like I don't want to know what his name is. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. like, true. Sh- shut yeah. up. Who's Uncle Jay? I don't know this man. And um, <laughs> yeah, then I was just like, well, that doesn't make sense. Christian's done all this amazing, amazing stuff to make us everyone really hate him. And then he comes out like, oh, my daughter said, just go and like hang out with Uncle Jay because you'll be happy. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? You're undermining everything. And then, yeah. uh, as I was re-watching this on Fight TV this morning, um, the, the stream just cut off <laughs> before <laughs> before they even hugged. It just cut oh, off wow. with, with Edge saying, like, be my tag partner. And then it was like, the end. And, and, wow. and then everyone on Twitter was going, oh, yeah, but it was amazing because of Christian's reply. And I was like, but what? <laughs> that's, oh, that's was crazy. that because of the overrun? Did Fight it TV not been. get the I think overrun? so. I it think was like it a been, yeah. full seven minute overrun. I had like a pretty similar reaction to the Uncle Jay stuff because it's like, obviously, like, I don't have a problem with him saying that in the scrum. I think it's like super yeah. sweet. But it is like, especially if they're going to have a really contentious relationship to be like, I'm here to have fun with my best friend. Anyway, <laughs> like, he's going to hit me with the chair. Although then I was thinking about later and I was like, you know what? If Orange Cassidy gave like a passionate speech to Chuck Taylor and called him Dustin in the speech, like I would pop for it big time. So it's like, am I a hypocrite? Like maybe. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I I don't hmm, I don't disagree with you guys. I think I think the reason why I st- I wouldn't find it charming if he did it again. Like he gets yeah. the one, right? Right. The reason why I am charmed about it is because 
every other WWE wrestler that's debuted since Brian has done the thing where they were like, listen, AEW is fucking trash, but I'm here <laughs> now and I'm going to rescue true. it. And so I did find it really endearing for, uh, for Edge, I almost forgot his name, for which he's got two of them. And I, I was like, you know, the man, the man the we're man. discussing. The tall man. Yeah. The tall man. Uh, I found it really endearing for him to be like, the reason why I came here is because I want to have fun. I want to wrestle all these people I've been watching and I've been hearing these stories and I, I want to be there. And so I did yeah. find that like endearing, that but I agree true. with you guys that he can't like, he gets the one and then we're, we're, yeah. he can't keep screwing this up. No, it is true. <laughs> and you're right. I'd forgotten like that. It has been just about since that, um, all out 2021 that like we had nice debuts of people being nice about AEW and then never again. But yeah. It was funny, too, because Edge did seem really overexcited. Like, he was not facing the hard cam. The camera was trying to get his face, but he kept getting the back of his head. <laughs> he was just, like, losing his mind. I was like, this man is, like, an experienced TV wrestler, though, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. And, like, I would understand that if he was from the indies and he's used, mm-hmm. used to playing to the crowd. But, like, right. surely in WWE, they tr- they drill them <laughs> about where the ha- hard cam is. Yeah. And so I was asking my Sarah, and she said that... For that, for that arena, they never opened the hard hard cam section, so Edge would have had to face empty seats and talk to the empty mm. seats. And yeah. my Sarah was like, I just think he got too excited. And he was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's very sweet when you think it of it sweet. that way. Yeah. But again, he gets it once. He gets, once. He gets one. <laughs> I need you looking at the hard cam next time, buddy. I need <laughs> you. You have to look at me, and you have to use the fake memes, my friend. Mm-hmm. It's the fiction we've all agreed to. Yeah. I do think, like, modern wrestling's relationship with kayfabe is like honestly so interesting because they're so like in and out of it it's it's fascinating hopefully someone's writing a dissertation somewhere uh sarah how do you what do you are you troubled by the ar fox situation (laughs) um (laughs) leading questions (laughs) do you you agree (laughs) do you agree that is troubling (laughs) i A.R. Fox is one of those guys that I really struggled to remember exists. Like, if I do not see him, he does not exist to me. He has no object permanence. Um, <laughs> so I, I kind of forgotten that we hadn't seen him in a <laughs> So you, I mean, so it just, like, when Nick turned on Darby, were you just sort of like, well, teenagers <laughs> be like that sometimes? <laughs> I'm sure Darby did something annoying. annoying. It's fine. Darby probably deserves it. Yeah, I honestly like hadn't thought about him too much either the last few weeks. But then when Dar when Nick Wayne turned, I was like, oh, it makes sense with the AR Fox situation. But they should have just been having AR Fox out here. And then I was like, if he's still getting punished for the stupid Wembley situation, I'm gonna be so mad. Of all this bad behavior in that goddamn company, (laughs) and AR Fox. Gets in trouble for apparently trying to like pretend that the bad thing hadn't happened for too long. You know what I mean? Like, right? Like he he didn't didn't tell them about a passport situation because he was like hoping he was hoping it was going to come in the mail. And like that's one of those gambles where you're like, he could it could have paid off. It could have paid off. And and you got to give it to him. He has not pointed a gun at anyone on a Florida freeway, so you got to give it to him. He hasn't punched anybody. He hasn't Uh -uh. threatened anybody. Uh He hasn't even punched Sammy. Everybody's punched Sammy. Everybody's punched Sammy. That's self-control. Hasn't been arraigned at all. Come on. Maybe he has, but everyone just immediately forgot. (laughs) (laughs) 
burn. <laughs> um, okay, but you guys are similar kind of best friends nerds to me. So mm-hmm. uh-huh. I watched all of Poppin' Dogs and I think they mentioned mm-hmm. AR Fox like twice. And even they had like nothing to say about it <laughs> at all. <laughs> When you think about all the indie wrestlers that came up yeah. on that show, that that is a little bit troubling. Yeah. 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 I think like recently we realized that Juice Robinson was like the guest in one of our very favorite episodes and just didn't, we were like, didn't connect the juice that we know with the juice who was in that episode. And I was like, oh. <laughs> he actually made such an impression on me with his dreads that I had always connected. That was my main Oh, did you? I never association. did. Yeah. I never did. I felt like so recently, funny. I think someone said it and I was like, that was, that was our juice? I know. He's like so drunk there too. It's just like saying the vaguest thing. Those episodes cracked me up. Yeah. Um, okay. Does anybody else have anything they need want to add about, uh, the Seattle, the, uh, whole edge situation, the whole, <laughs> okay. I do have a question for Sarah yes. as a Brit. So Nigel McInnes, he says, Chris, Christian cage, like Christian cage, Christian cage, like three syllables, like for an American it's Christian. It's just like two syllables straight out. So as a British person, can you just say that man's name. Uh, no, because now I can't think how to say it. <laughs> what would I say? I would say Christian Cage. I'd say Christian. Okay. Christian. So you do. Yeah, Christian. you do say it a little Christian. bit. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. Distinct. Much more pleasant, though. Not, not as <laughs> yeah. absurd as Nigel. No, Nigel. I really hate Nigel and Kevin Kelly. They make me so mad. It's not a good situation. I hilariously have done this thing where like, I hate them so much. them now no longer capable of hearing them. And so like periodically <laughs> somebody will be like, did you hear what he said on commentary? And I'm like, no, Excalibur wasn't there. I didn't hear it. <laughs> I wish my brain would do that. When the best friends hugged and they just sat there in silence. That what the awful. hell was that? Oh that my was God. I did yeah. notice that. I'll say I did notice that. And that was, that they was not good. They weren't even saying other things. No. Like what happened? Completely left dead air. I mean, they did. Nigel did say sexy Chucky T large and in charge during that match. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, good work, Nigel. You're trying trying to make me like you. And then, yeah, and then they just left that horrendous, like, 10 seconds of dead air. And I was like, oh, it's over. It's over. over. Out. We're done with you. All right. So, moving on to uh, the Seattle Freaks. When (laughs) we last saw the Bucks, they had just come out to. Uh, save Hangman from Brian Cage and Nick Jackson got to do the Nana dance, which he fucking loved and I lo- loved watching. This resulted in a uh, trios match. Apparently the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage held the Ring of Honor tri- trios titles. Sarah, I know you watch Ring of Honor. Many people have told me I would like Ring of Honor. I cannot add another <laughs> thing to my diet, but I like they hold, they held it for a long time. Is that right? Is it like Did they hold them for a year? Um, I think maybe not quite a year. They got them off of uh, Dalton Castle and the boys, yeah. but I don't remember when. Um, oh, but you would like Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor I is know. like Ring of Honor is like the nice chill show where like I've... nothing bad ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard multiple times that that it's a better like it's for our 
interests it's a better yeah. show and yet like i need the routine of it being like airing on tv and like also yeah. i just i cannot i cannot do one more thing so no. but at some point someday when i become independently <laughs> wealthy and i don't have to have a job <laughs> yeah i do feel like at this point tony khan should be putting me on the payroll for the amount of wrestling i yeah. watch <laughs> i agree seriously I agree. and instead he just keeps taking money from us instead I know. of giving it's it to us really what's that up. about so Hung Bucks uh, fought and got the ROH tri- uh, trios titles. I thought it was very interesting that the discourse online, which up to that point had been about how the elite were losing too much, suddenly switched to the EVPs only book themselves to win. Just very interesting. <laughs> I thought it's just something I noticed. Something I people people are super duper normal about the elite. I would and, say that they have normal yeah. opinions and say <laughs> normal things. Uh, Hangman barely registered that they won because he had only eyes for Swerve, who was advancing. As my friend uh, Nico and a couple other people said, he moved like a panther down the ramp so that like you really didn't notice that he was moving. He just kept like drawing down the ramp until he was right up in Hangman's uh, face. I love that description. I think Swerve mm-hmm. is very sexy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the Bucks pulled Hangman away and. Uh, I think Nick did it. It was a very funny moment where they were like, hey, don't worry about him. Live in the moment, man. We just won belts. <laughs> that was a very funny moment. Uh, and then on Dynamite, Swerve and Hangman had a contract signing, which was crazy. It was absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, Hangman stabbed Swerve with a pen. He also mm-hmm. gave a promo about a dark cloud that had been haunting him. And I would say that the internet wrestling community was pretty normal about that. And... <laughs> really yeah. understood how to interpret basic metaphors. <laughs> um, and then at Wrestle Dream, they finally met in the ring and did sex to each other. Mm-hmm. Really a lot. And I loved it. Inter- yeah. They intercoursed each other. They intercoursed each other big time. Uh, Swerve was in a Long Island situation where he was <laughs> the babiest baby face to ever uh, <laughs> exist. I said in the schedule, I think he could have murdered an eaten hangman in that crowd. <laughs> and they would have been like, yeah. <laughs> loved it. I did see a tweet from an internet man that was like, boy, the crowd really loves Swerve, except the women in the crowd who were screaming for hangman. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, well, I mean, that's not wrong. It's not wrong, but I'm pretty sure the women also were, we're screaming for Swerve, because too. Yeah. It's, it was really difficult to figure out who I was cheering for because that was a oh, hunk yeah. city situation. Yeah. Um, Hangman was wearing pretty insane gear. Uh, <laughs> we will be talking about it, but we have a bunch of different things to talk about. What should we get into first? Let's do the gear first, since you just oh, said it. Oh, my God. Hangman, he looked like he was Darby. Like, he looked like he was wearing <laughs> little black shorts with uh, mm-hmm. brown tights under them. Yeah. I, I love Hangman, and <laughs> I want him to get new gear. But that was that was bad. We all agree that, that <laughs> it looks bad. If, yeah. if he wants that effect, he should just wear fishnets under little shorts. I agree. I, mean. I would applaud him if he would do that. <laughs> Not brown. I think no, you. I, I can no. find him fishnets that I think would look good on his skin. I think that. Would. Hangman, if you're listening, Matt Jackson, if you're listening, just pass that along. Yeah. Don't say that to me. You know I don't like that when you say that to me. Sarah, what did you think of Hangman's gear? Um. Yeah, I I genuinely agree. I don't. I'm trying to think if anyone has brown gear that I like because the Bucks have that. Mm. Um, one set that's like green on the front and brown it's on the, the back or the other way around. California gear. Awful. I also don't like that. Awful, yeah. awful. No. Yeah. I actually like that one, but 
It's the California gear, is it? Yeah, it's the California flag. Yeah. I don't, don't know what don't any like of it. these flags are. The only flag that I have been like forcibly made to recognize is the Chicago one. <laughs> yeah, we all can recognize yeah. that one. You just you drive into the city of Chicago and you're like, oh, <laughs> like, what's going on around here? Yeah. yeah. Um, when Swerve hit uh, Hangman's arm and there was an audible popping noise. I can't like express what happened to my body. Like my entire body like cringed and I like pulled into my shell and like motored out of there. Did you guys feel that something had gone terribly wrong to Hangman's body in that moment? <laughs> I had a high fever, so I don't think I actually processed it. <laughs> to be honest with you. Okay. Pass. Well, and you're starting to milk that a little bit. I know. <laughs> Uh, it was really, it was really loud, and I loved it because very, very few times do people get me with injuries that like aren't like you know like I hang, I'm sure we'll get to it, but Kenny did a t- chair shot last night that I did not yeah. like, and I don't think he should have done it. But this was like a fun injury thing where I believed it was real, but like I wasn't scared. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I think he took, I think he took Hangman's arm off. <laughs> I think it's gonna fall off. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm not. A, I think I'm constantly on alert for Hangman getting hurt at the moment because of the horrendous concussion situation that he had mm-hmm. that we don't like to think about. Especially yeah. like that match he had with uh, Brian Cage where he ended up with the face paint all over his tit and it was like, what happened? Have we got a horrendous like internal beat? Oh no, it's face paint. It's fine. It's fine. Like, yeah. It's true. very degradating to have Hangman covered in face paint, but it's from like Brian Cage, who I don't, I don't want him to be putting his hands on Hangman. So yeah. no, no, life no. is suffering. Um, so true. <laughs> yeah, the Dark Cloud stuff. That was it. Was wild people's reaction to it because it was like so mild, and I thought very effective. And then everyone just like lost their minds. About it. Everybody was doing this insane thing that I just didn't understand. Where they were like, it is only about depression, and if you think it's about anything else, then you're projecting. Or mm-hmm. it's only about CM Punk and he's going into business for himself. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. I need you to stop talking because the <laughs> I don't always understand. Like a work shoot stuff really, I don't always love it. But like mm-hmm. when it works on a level to like, if you walked into that episode, that the signing episode and you had no idea, you just missed, you took the vacation year that we discussed. <laughs> you don't know who CM Punk was. <laughs> that promo works because you mm-hmm. can read it about depression. But yeah. if you know other things, you can say he is talking about multiple things. That is the goal. That is what people should be doing. You shouldn't yeah. be getting on a mic and saying like, you didn't return my text message. That's bullshit. I don't want to be hearing <laughs> that. But if you tell me a complicated yeah. metaphor that could mean five different things, I don't mind if it secretly means that you're mad about somebody not returning your text message. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Seriously. things, art Art should mean different <laughs> things to different people. That's what good artists do. But and like even beyond that, like has nobody ever been had a depression that was exacerbated by someone being a dick at work? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> life, right? Like <laughs> I am depressed yeah. because of many people, many people, yeah. including myself. But also, <laughs> sure, it's like a complicated. Lots of things go into it. What do you think, Sarah? No, absolutely. It, it, this happens on. I was going to say a weekly basis, but more often than weekly now, where everyone is just going nuts about something that someone said. And 
I've just lost all patience for it or I'm just like I'm just not having this conversation with you like you're an idiot shut up yeah and yeah, by yeah. you I mean the entire internet yeah wrestling the, community. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah the idiot you yeah no I agree and <laughs> I I'm constantly being like it is and you know I, I should get better at being like well this is a stupid opinion and I'll just close out of it but instead of course I must jump on my microphone and say how stupid they are <laughs> This one felt like everyone was just starved of discourse. It's like, boy, it'd be nice to talk about CM Punk again. And then they just like, I know it it. did feel a little bit exciting because Hangman hasn't addressed it in any way, Mm -hmm. but it's sort of like, okay, well you just spooked him off because now (laughs) he never will because you guys were such freaking narcs about it. It's so funny too, to have like everybody be like, Hangman went into business with himself where Punk was like literally naming names like every week when he was out there. (laughs) It's just like, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think the internet needs like a collective like swear jar, but but for the phrase <laughs> going into business for himself. I like, agree. Seriously. I agree. <laughs> we put it on a high shelf, and they can't have it back until they they show good behavior for yeah. maybe yeah. a year. Yeah. Uh, six months without six, incident. Yeah. <laughs> six months without incident. We'll have, we'll have a little chalkboard. We'll just keep resetting it, <laughs> resetting it every hour on the hour. Um. Meanwhile, the Bucks were doing singles matches, and I didn't enjoy that. I really had a really it stressful felt, week. It made me feel unsafe, yeah. I really did. Uh, it felt like uh, when a baby sees her dad for the first time without a beard, and it's, like, really, <laughs> really scared. That was yeah. That was me. Uh, so a trios match was booked for Wrestle Dream, which was the Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers versus the Guns versus Orange Cassidy and Hook. <laughs> Uh, if you're gonna book all brothers like just commit to the bit know. you know like i don't yeah why why there's like there's not like a uh limited amount of them there's right just, is there a brother shortage around get, here get like the no. in here get bandito and uh roosh in here like is it bandito and roosh or is it uh gravity and roosh gravity and gravity bandito and... i think Gra- yeah <laughs> But it's, and Rush is not brother. also brothers with them, right? I feel like they have Rush. a third brother. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Rush does have a brother, know. but I think you're right that it's Gravity and Bandito. But it Rush is does have a brother. And well, whatever. Someone, <laughs> someone from LFI needs to sit, to send great. a brother pair over here. Uh, I we were on vacation for all of the uh, OC versus Hook stuff. I don't know why that's happening but it, i mean it's i'm not mad about it <laughs> no even angry. if you were here no one would know no one knows why that's happening there's, there's it's like no reason it's in the same genre of when like oc and darby were just friends for a month for no reason and it's like <laughs> i mean it's like i'm not mad like i like these guys but oc already has friends like what are we doing i would love it if they hung a hat on that and like there mm-hmm. was just like a segment where uh chuck and trent were like you're always looking for other tag partners. But yeah. we're right here. We're always be right here. <laughs> I'd love it if they would actually tell a story that was like, you only care about the belt. You used to care about your friends, but now you only care about the belt. And then, yeah, yeah. now you're teaming with Darby. Like That would be so yeah. cool. I don't think they would. I don't think Chuck's ever going to do it. Like, they the love only to withhold time, things from us. The only time Chuck wants to do a story is in, in service of Yuta, which is very adorable in terms of fatherhood, but... <laughs> you know i could i could enjoy more from him i could sure, enjoy yeah. i could enjoy more for sure uh i will say that matt jackson and hook weirdly had great chemistry in the ring that was very fun 
They did. It was very fun. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I yeah. was Googling this whole time. And Roosh is brothers <laughs> with Drillistico. And oh. Dragon Lee. Oh. I, knew I knew there had a brother. brother. Yeah. Sorry. Well, he could have been in this. I mean, not that I, not that I like, I'm bad that OC and Hook are there, but I just, no. I do, I really do want there to be a brother tournament. Like, I thought that yeah. they got close when they were like doing the, like, uh, the trash talk between the guns and the uh, young bucks the last time where they were like, we're going to decide who's the best brother. And I was like, can't just do this. We need a yeah. tournament. I want to see, I want to see this go down full time. I, I want a seated bracket. Yeah. I want the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want a brother bracket. Uh, let's see. So, uh, the wrestle dream match, uh, everybody had a ton of fun. Orange Cassidy got thrown around like absolutely crazy. <laughs> The Bucks won, which means that they get a shot at the tag belts, which we later found would be FTR because they defeated Aussie Open to retain. Uh, I am mad about that on <laughs> a couple different levels. <laughs> the fact that we're going to have to see FTR versus Bucks again is I just insulting. saw it and I didn't like it the first time. And I've also, seen it like, so many times. I didn't like just the idea that like Aussie Open could have won. And then I could have had like an Aussie open. I mean, I know that the young bucks actually wrestled Aussie open somewhat recently, but like a good long meaty match for the tag, mm-hmm. tag belt. I would have liked that. That, that would have mm-hmm. been better. Instead, I got to watch FTR again. Well, technically they don't have to because it was some kind of thing. Like the young bucks can cash it in at any time. So they could they just sit did. on it for a bit. Yeah. You're right that they kept emphasizing yeah. that where they just kept being like, and it's at their discretion, <laughs> which I did think that that was strange because I was like, if you've set this up so that everyone's expecting FTR versus Young Bucks 4, surely you're doing it at full gear. But it is weird that they just keep emphasizing it. And I would think it was so funny if FTR <laughs> just kept being like, so are we doing this for full gear? And the Bucks are like, it's at our discretion. We'll decide. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the guns will win it yeah. before that, you know? We might be holding someone. for revolution. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, like, please, anyone, someone, anyone, there must be a tag Literally. team that can take... And, like, FTR... Uh, sorry, Aussie Open was supposed to win, right? Like, it was just because Mark Davis snapped his wrist that they didn't win, I think. Oh, so there was an audible called in the match? I think no. so. I would forgive them more if that Uh, was the case. Yes. I think that that is the case because he snapped his wrist. (laughs) I I knew that he snapped it, but I didn't realize that they called an audible on the, and changed the finish. Oh, that's such a huge bummer then. If they were set for a run and oh, oh, that's so sad. (laughs) And Kyle Fletcher tweeted like the saddest little tweet and it broke my heart. And he was something, said something like, like, uh, I don't know, something like, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know where we go from here or something, but there was an, I'm sorry in there. And I was like, Kyle, no, (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, no, we're sorry. We're sorry. We (laughs) failed you. You don't have to be sorry, baby. No. (laughs) Um, I would like to get a little um, raunchy about Mark Davis. <laughs> yeah, really Leah, always, always. Yeah. While I missed a pod in August, you said on the podcast that Mark Davis was the only wrestler that you would actually have sex with in real yeah. life, and it it staggered me to be honest. Yeah, I was like, yeah, wow, it's true. It is true, and it's I. Allie and I realized something when she was here. He sh- it's because he's shaped like a lesbian. He's shaped. <laughs> 
and he has, he has a lesbian's haircut. He has a lesbian body. And like in the, most, in the most in the most positive moment possible when way. you said that, I was like, this is a point of view, like you're the straightest person on your podcast situation <laughs> for me. Cause I was just like, what? <laughs> when he there's certain moments where I'm like, he's gonna pull out a ring of keys and ask me if I need to let him if <laughs> like I need him to let me in somewhere, and I'm gonna be like, I'm going to embarrass myself. Like I just find him so attractive in a disconcerting way. And like there's certain angles where I'm like, his his body is unreal i'm sorry yeah for what just happened <laughs> don't apologize I, sarah, I, sarah get in there um, get no in there. i just i'm so distressed by the fact that i have actually seen mark davis in person twice at indie shows and i have like no memory of it i think i must have like like oh. overheated and just forgot <laughs> You saw that butt in real life yeah. and you blanked it? Wow. Yeah, I was uh it was at like one of the first indie shows that I was forced to go to before I liked wrestling and I was sitting next mm. to like a ten year old girl who was screaming her head off and kept saying like I'm sorry, but I just have to scream when I see my favorite wrestlers. And I was like, girl, yeah. Um, <laughs> and she and like so and she did the little like crowns up thing to Aussie Open Aww. as they walked past and they both like put their little hands on her so hands. Oh, I love when wrestlers um, are cute to kids. Yeah. I know. It's the best thing on earth. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So I remember say, that and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> My Sarah has a theory that she uh, described to me last night that uh, she would like to see a skit where Mark Davis is like fully dressed and he's like um, a she's all that situation where he when he's fully dressed and has like a baseball cat in he cap on he looks completely normal and then he like slowly strips and he's wearing like his green trunks and that ass is out and you're like oh my god I am curious what he looks like in street clothes it's like really hard to envision. Uh, no one here apart from me is stalking Mark Davis's Instagram then no uh, no I actually. I actually have to apologize to the Mark Davis community because recently, <laughs> I think the last time I, this came up, I was like, I just don't know what Mark Davis and uh, Kyle Fletcher talk about when they're not in the ring. And someone sent me a compilation of times that <laughs> Mark Davis has tweeted about Kyle Fletcher, and I'd like to apologize. Those men are in love. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> For sure. I like um, to withdraw my comments. Yeah. I... Leah, after we get off this episode, I'm I'm sending you so much content. <laughs> this is going to be the, like the, the, the two-way thing. Like, you've sent me stuff before uh, yeah. I was unaware of, and I will uh, Aussie mm. Open indoctrinate you. Um, I was going to say something about Mark Davis. It's gone. Was uh, it disgusting? I'm just going to put a bleep right yeah. here. <laughs> Whatever you yeah. say next, we're going to bleep out, and we're going to be like... Wow! Yeah. Why would you say that? Sarah, this um, pod is not age restricted. <laughs> uh, no, but I do want to say on his Instagram story, he frequently posts gym selfies where he's wearing like Spice Girls t-shirts to work out. And I just love him oh, so much. My God. That's nice. That does That's not nice. sound like a safe zone for me, but I will be, I will be checking it out. I will be. And he doesn't have his like scary wrestling face on and his hair's all fluffy and he's just the cutest. And I don't understand how a man that size and shape is like also a tiny fluffy kitten, but he is. It's crazy how <laughs> large those guys are. Like when they were yeah. next to FDR, it was like, whoa, I have not. Yeah. It was like action figures from two different lines for sure. Like, yeah, I did not. Kyle Fletcher in particular has like little twerp energy. And then you mm -hmm. see him next to somebody and I'm like, oh, you're yeah. tall. And actually yeah. kind of your shoulders are kind of broad. How mm -hmm. do you have the energy of Dennis the Menace? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's um Max Caster is kind of the same way. Yeah, like, Max just Caster a little guy, but yeah. yeah, solid. Uh we're gonna start skimming pretty <laughs> quickly. <laughs> we've, already, we've already made some uh some choices. Uh <laughs> Chris Jericho uh gave Sammy Guevara a speech about how you in order to succeed in life you must kill your father. Uh, he didn't manage to do that during their match and Jericho held out his hand afterwards for a sportsman like shake. Sammy punched him in the dick about it. Well, <laughs> that's, that's Sammy. <laughs> that's, that's why he keeps getting punched backstage. I'll tell that's you. why he keeps getting punched backstage. Uh, Don Callis showed up to ex- ex- escort Sammy away with a little smug look on his face. Uh, so the next day, the Callis family came out in the ring where Sammy explained his motivations, which were nothing. They were nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have them. That's uh, Sammy. That's Sammy. Jericho came, run, came running out to take out his revenge on Sammy, and that seemed insane because I was like, Jericho doesn't really do things that he's not no. sure are going to work. But it turns out it the whole thing was a setup so that Kenny would come running out to save Jericho. Uh, Kenny was not dressed. Kenny was wearing. <laughs> Kenny, was this the shorts and red t-shirt or red no, sneakers? No, no t-shirt. Situation? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sneakers. Yeah. yeah, no shirt, gym shorts, and red sneakers. Yeah, he was not. Isn't that it dress? Something else, yeah. Um, Jericho and Kenny decide to team up in just in ter- just because they have compatible interests, I guess. Like they both were kind of like, well, we've loved, we've lost, but we're <laughs> we're both pretty mad at our our enemies right now. So let's just do this thing. Um, they did a tag match on Collision, and it was the first uh, time an elite member had a match on Collision, which was. A great moment, except then the two of them <laughs> gave the world's worst fucking promos. Like, <laughs> I love both of those men. I actually love Chris Jericho more than most people like Chris Jericho, <laughs> including probably like most of the members of JAS. But <laughs> the the promo from both of them were so incoherent and nonsensical. I was like, and how long have you men been doing this? <laughs> yeah. Have you done this before? Seriously. It's interesting. This whole feud, I feel like Kenny's, and I hate to criticize Kenny. I love Kenny. And if he wants love to phone Kenny. it in, that's his business. But he's business. like, I don't understand anything that's going on with him, really. I have no emotional investment. I'm trying to temper all of my opinions by the fact that I think that there's a lot of real life stuff going on. There was some yeah. hint somewhere that like when he was out a couple of weeks ago that he was dealing with a personal issue that had nothing to do with wrestling or injuries or anything. He just had a, like a personal thing going on. And then like, I just think like this whole year has just been like a setup to cause the elite to do their worst work ever. And it's not really (laughs) their fault, but at the same time as an elite fan, I'm like, this is your worst work ever though. Yeah. Like I get it and I'm not mad at you. I get it but this is nonsense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, um, every once in a while, like, like I had a, a time in my life when it was like, things were going really bad and I really was doing a bad job at work. And like my like supervisor was covering for me. I really appreciate it. But yeah, that is the elite situation. Yeah. Like I'm ready for them to sort of get, yeah. get ready to go now that they've yeah. resigned and the dark clouds have lifted. Yeah. You know? I have hopes that it seems like the Bucks and Hangman are getting close together and mm-hmm. they're both seem like they're they're hinting towards heel, going mm-hmm. heel. And if they go heel, but Kenny stays 
face with a bushy and mm-hmm. there's a break there that could be interesting it could be something yeah but i'd be very interested in that and i did feel like kenny this week i think on dynamite like he came out and he was like high-fiving everybody and being yeah. very it mm-hmm. was like a very baby face energy to me and all that so i'd i'd be interested i'd I'd love for Kenny and Ibushi to have some emotional resonance in this. I'm really surprised at how little there's been. I know. Well, I mean, people have also said that, like, Ibushi's not 100% back and that, like, he's dealing with a bunch of stuff. And apparently he's had the worst year of his life, like, completely separately. I mean, I don't think CM Punk bullied him, but, like, he had his own own problems. And so, like... (laughs) I think that, like, there's just, like, it's really hard to be, like, the art is bad when I know mm-hmm. why the art is bad. But it is, yeah. it is, I mean, I, I keep wanting it to be, like, but it is, it is bad. But art. it is and bad, I, yeah. I do, I would like to see better art. But mm. I know they will. I know they will. They'll just simply and easily in 2024 make good art. Yeah. As, will, <laughs> as will, will we all. Definitely. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong. Nothing could go wrong in 2024. I know that's true. Um, let's see. Oh, so then, uh, first of all, by the way, I'm just gonna say, I know I shouldn't say this cause we're like running out of time, but Edge crashed Kenny and Jericho's promo yeah. between the three of them and Renee, the amount of Canadianness <laughs> in that room was absolutely out of control. But then Kenny did the weirdest thing where like <laughs> his vibe was like, I, we had a one night stand 20 years ago and I don't think that you remember. I remember, but I don't think you do. And I'm, I'm keeping cool in case you do, but I think that's what's happening. Do you guys agree that he had a weird face on? Extremely weird. Yeah. I thought Edge was going to snub him or something Mm. or refuse to shake his hand because he was doing such weird, nervous (laughs) energy towards him. I was like, what? Like that's something, but no, it was fine. Apparently it was fine. I know. It was a very, very strange. Uh, I'm know. immediately I'm onboarding that one night stand <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. And Edge doesn't remember. And Kenny is the only one who does not remember. Because Kenny, Kenny was like a little twink. He had the golden curls. Like yeah. he, it's a he whole different, different energy. Yeah. Yeah. He had no idea. Edge mm-hmm. is just here to have fun. He has no idea what he did. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then uh, Kenny and Jericho fought Takeshita and Kyle Fletcher because Kyle Fletcher is in the well, he's at least family adjacent, if not full family. Sarah, how are we feeling about this as something to give Kyle Fletcher something to do? Do you feel positive about it? Yeah, I feel like it makes sense as much as anything else makes sense because yeah. Will Ospreay is kind of aligned with the Don Callis family. So it makes sense for Kyle Fletcher to be. Yeah. Um, it keeps him busy. It keeps him out of trouble. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I, I, I just, I just need him to be uh in a ring where the barriers are appropriately far away because he has a bad habit of throwing himself into barriers and injuring himself i just want him to be like looked after happy healthy safe not smashing his head open that would be great yeah yeah we gotta have one member of aussie open in top form honestly can mark davis stop injuring himself i can't deal with it we just got him back yeah it does seem like a good pivot, like in terms of they've had a few injury things where it's like, wow, really have to like shift some stuff at the yeah. last minute here. So but that yeah. does seem a good place to slot him in. Yeah. Although the way Don reacted at the end of the match when uh, Kyle took the pen seemed like he was throwing him out again. So I don't know if that was just like a one off hmm. thing. Oh, my God. Is Kyle <laughs> going to be the Yuda where he just gets abused? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe that would work. <laughs> 
Every faction should have a little guy that everyone just shits all yeah. over all the time. The, the whipping boy, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then at the end of that match, Hobbs showed up and beat the shit out of Kenny. I w- I'm not mad about Hobbs being in the family. I think that's probably a good idea, but that segment went on a very long time. Do we agree? Agree. It could have been two minutes shorter. At least two minutes. It was crazy how long it went, it went on for, especially really when they time. like had to replay the one segment. So they were going over anyway. It was like, yeah, yeah we could have wrapped two this minutes out here. Yeah. No problem. All you had to do was show Hobbs throw Kenny into the chairs and then we all would have gotten the point. That would have, that would have been enough. Right. It was funny because I feel like Hobbs reappeared like pretty shortly after Wardlow had his little squash and I was like, boy, we're really getting everybody out here, aren't we? Of the original colliders, Hobbs (laughs) is the one I have the least against. So I am like, I'm like, yeah, you can come back. You can come back to our side. Just behave yourself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, BCC, uh, this section I would say is a mess because uh, (laughs) (laughs) it is a mess. Um, I'm just going to take a run at this. So Eddie did win the belt from Claudio at Grand Slam. I didn't see that Mm -hmm. match because I was putting together a bed, but I hear that it was very good. He now has two belts. Love that. And he made Claudio Mm -hmm. shake his hand, which I think Mm -hmm. was more important than the belts. That ring of honor thing where they insist on sportsmanship, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't mind. I no, like it. I, I think it's particularly good for Eddie, who you know mm-hmm. really likes that respect stuff, even though he doesn't <laughs> give it to everybody. <laughs> uh, do you guys know who Josh Barnett is, or are we going to skip that? I don't know. He was new to me. Yeah, okay. I'm, like, I'm going to skip that. It was but weird... he really got a little spotlight. Yeah, he did, and he like this. The speech he gave was so funny, where he was just like. And child, <laughs> one day you'll learn to wrestle good. And I was like, he's like, Claudio's been Claudio. a while for a while. <laughs> I know. And Claudio's not that young. And he was like, Claudio, you're really, you're a young up and comer. And I love yeah. that for you. When and I'm you so grow proud up, of you. when you grow yeah. up, you're going to be a great wrestler. What is happening here? Uh, Claudio, how old is Claudio? 42. Good oh, God. Man. <laughs> I didn't why, even realize he was that old. Why was Josh Barnett talking to him like he was Nick and Wayne? What happened? That's weird. <laughs> Uh, Eddie also wrestled Shibata. They seem to have blast. Cool. I like Shibata. That's fun. Uh, Brian Danielson feuded with Ricky Starks for five minutes, but then like they kind of got rid of that Wild. too. That, do you think we're going to go back to that? Well, maybe possibly Ricky just keeps getting top guys thrown at him and it's like, why and does nothing with him? Does nothing. And I'm sorry. The discourse is like, guys, if you don't start treating Ricky better, he's going to go to <laughs> WWE. And I'm like, I wish he would. By Same. all means be my guest. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, the important part is that Brian fought Zack Sabre jr. Uh, I don't like technical wrestling and I loved that match. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was crazy. There was, there's times when like men are just like rolling around in the mat, mat where I'm like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be looking at and I don't enjoy it. <laughs> that match. I kept being like, I don't think his arm is supposed to do that. His knee. If someone did the things that they were doing to each other's knee to my knee, I wouldn't mm, walk again. I just no. wouldn't. Uh-uh. That would be it. They were doing like full Kama Sutra moves like on top of each other and stuff, yes. which I actually have spent the last week watching a lot of Total Bellas and uh, Brian Danielson is into the Kama Sutra apparently. <laughs> so I that's a little gift from me so to you. I was so convinced that that sentence was going to go, I've been watching a lot of Kama Sutra videos and I was going to be like, and I love that you feel comfortable sharing that. <laughs> if I was doing that, you would never hear about it. <laughs> 
That's between me and myself. <laughs> Sarah, what did you think of the Brian match? Were you um, shocked and interested? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I generally, I'm not very interested in Brian Danielson in the ring. I'm sorry, Brian Danielson, you seem like a lovely man. But um, but Zack Sabre Boy, Jr., I will happily watch anytime because that is not a human man. That is some kind of animated rubber thing. And he does <laughs> things that should not be possible. They both were up to that in that match. Yeah. They both were. I was like, bodies don't, they're not supposed to be like they're that. That's not how it's supposed to be. Fingers going backwards. And like, you know, should not I be agree. doing that. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. It was funny to me that they kept being like, this match is going to determine who's the best technical wrestler of all time. I was like, well, it's not, though. <laughs> like, it's just not. Like, It's like FTR being like, Young Bucks, this tag match is going to prove who's the best tag team. It's like, it doesn't, though. <laughs> it, it means nothing. It yeah. means nothing. Uh, Mox was on commentary during all oh of these God. matches. And I would, I mean, I, I, I never want to have another pay-per-view where Mox isn't wrestling, but it was almost worth it to have him on it commentary was. that much. He's incapable. He's me <laughs> on a mic. He just says whatever he's thinking. And then it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> he was like talking over everyone too. So like Nigel couldn't get a word in. And then eventually Nigel started like screaming things. Cause he just like was trying to talk. And Mox kept, especially during the Brian Danielson match, he just kept saying like the weirdest thing. Like I saw people on Twitter being like, yeah, Excalibur would be like, oh, and you know, that's a whatever suplex. And then Mox would be like, Brian Danielson, he loves to run like an animal. He writes the weirdest erotica. <laughs> it's just like, okay. I want him to uh, be on every every BCC mm-hmm. commentary. I think they should bring yes. him back. I don't think they will because he got in trouble for swearing. <laughs> I wondered if that was a work, though, because it's like, surely you can swear on a pay-per-view. He did it during the Zero Hour, which is on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> can you not swear on YouTube? That's what That's what the... I, it might still be kayfabe. It might be a work, but that's the reasoning that he could. He wasn't supposed to swear on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a bad boy. I love the idea of them getting fined for stuff like that. <laughs> I I would do anything to get my hands on the records of whoever keeps track of the fines because I want to know what other fines are going on back there. Yeah, man, I know. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that like disciplinary stuff that we just never hear about. It's like I want to hear who else punched Sammy. I feel like there's, <laughs> we haven't heard the whole list. But like even like stuff like uh, somebody st- like stole all of the cookies from catering or yeah. who is who is constantly late for their matches. You know, like I want to hear yeah. who like is constantly missing their planes. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. I want to hear that. I want to be yeah. Uh, somebody getting complaints at hotels. <laughs> yeah. Please. Do you think like Amanda Huber has to go deal with some of that stuff? Like if someone does eat all the cookies at catering, she's the one who's like, guys. This I, is for everybody. I, I hope. I mean, she really seems to enjoy her job. And to be honest, if yeah. that was my job, I would. I, I would, would really enjoy if it. I, yeah. If I was like Chuck and Trent, that's another five hundred dollars. You have to stop stealing the cookies. You have to. They're for everybody. Mustard packets are not for throwing. <laughs> uh, okay, brochachos. Uh, let's see. So. this was like the worst because there are not only so many matches, but there were so many pre-tapes that I had to like Mm. track down. I had at one point like eight cage side seats recaps open and I was just control (laughs) effing for MJF and like, Mm. just like marking down. It was, this was MJF he really puts me through it. Thanks Uh, again. Thanks again for hosting this. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so at Grand Slam, we had a promo where Adam visited Roddy in the hospital. Uh, Roddy is getting like a, at least a billion EGOT awards for me from me for the way he was just like just saying, I can't see you, Adam. Come closer. When, when Adam was like, open your eyes, Roddy. <laughs> and he just so went, funny. oh. <laughs> and then the kingdom like leaning over his side and like tending to him was like mm-hmm. killing me the way that they're like jealous cats about him un- <laughs> unbelievable unbelievable so funny. um adam cole left because he had to go be ringside for uh mjf and samoa joe but i don't really understand the the logistical like time and space of this episode but i don't it doesn't <laughs> really matter so he was he got to mjf and he was with MJF when MJF was giving a promo on Samoa Joe. But then Roddy called and was like, you have to come back. And so Adam Cole was like, okay, I'm going to go back to Roddy, but uh, I will be back in time for your title match. And MJF was like, Ugh, fine, okay. <laughs> so Adam Cole goes back to Roddy. We don't see that, but the MJF and Samoa Joe match starts and Adam comes running in and I didn't actually see this happen and I didn't want to go back and rewatch it because I felt like I was like, well, I don't really want to see it. But I, I think he came, did he come down the ramp running and then just try to jump off the end and that's how he broke his ankle? Is that what we're yeah, thinking? Yeah, proper. To see him completely kind of stumble and crumple and have to kind of limp around. It's horrendous. Ooh. It's really upsetting. <laughs> oh my God. That's, it's, the fact that he, that Brit said that he broke it in three places and Ooh. tore a ligament. Yeah. My God. It's crazy how like the things people get injured on are so often like that, like yeah. jumped off the ramp. It's yeah. just like landed weird. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's one of those agreed. you can imagine how it feels. Like so many wrestling moves, you think, I, I don't know how it would feel to take a pile yeah. driver, but like just <laughs> jumping and landing like an idiot. Yeah. Like I can imagine yeah. that. My <laughs> best relatable. friend, my best friend turned, she was wearing flip-flops and she turned, I think someone called her name and she turned and she broke her foot sliding off the flip-flop. Oh. And like in this freak situation where like doctors were like, how did how did you do that? And she's like, I fell off a flip flop. I don't, like my foot my foot was on the flip flop and then it went off so and embarrassing. it fell apart. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so he limped through the rest of the match, but I think the entire community knew something was wrong, like instantly. So there was a there was a match that was planned to be filmed for um, Rampage afterwards, which was the Righteous versus the Hardys versus Best Friends. And the winner of that match was going to fight Brochachos. The consensus that I've heard from Dave and like the like other dirt sheets is that they change whatever happened, they changed the finish. And it haunts me to think mm. that Best Friends might have been in any part of this. And it <sighs> got And like on the one hand, I'm like glad if, if the plan was always for a team to get beat by MJF then I'm glad it wasn't best friends. Cause I do think it's kind of humiliating yeah. for a tag team to get beat by a singles wrestler. But at the same time, this, the fork of the universe where, uh, best friends got to feud with Brochachos. I would like that. I wish I, I was, I lived in that world. Yeah. It can still happen. I, 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 I don't know. I'm imagining like Chuck Taylor taking a kangaroo kick and then getting pinned. And I don't <laughs> like it. I do want to see him take a kangaroo kick, kick. not the pin part, yeah. but I do, I do want to see him. I do want to see I, him and Greg get hit with a kangaroo kick. I do. Want I that. absolutely do too. I do but want you that. are right that he would immediately then take a pin. He would immediately so. get pinned. Yeah, so true, so true. 
Mm-hmm. On the following Dynamite, after a pre-tape where MJF and Adam Cole went fishing and decided discussed the concept of friendship, <laughs> and that that made a lot of men very angry. They uh, did an in-ring thing where uh, Adam Cole announced his injury and seemed like he was ready to vacate the championships, but MJF cut out, cut in and said that he would still fight the Righteous, but it would be a handicap match. The two of them against him. Also in that episode, Jay White came out and he and MJF did a back and forth setting up Jay as MJF's next single appointment. At the end of that episode, four masked, masked guys beat up Jay White. A fifth man appeared wearing MJF's devil mask with like a bulge around his neck. Uh, at Wrestle Dream, MJF wrestled the handicap match, defeating the Righteous and retaining the tag titles for him and Adam Cole. Then on Dynamite this week, Adam Cole was in a full whatever happened to baby Jane situation <laughs> where Roddy was making him rearrange furniture and just finding little chores so that he could keep Adam Cole from staying, from leaving. It was perfect. Uh, the bang bang gang came out to talk shit on MJF for beating up Jay. MJF came out and swore that it wasn't him. He hadn't done it, that someone had stolen his mask. Jay ambushed him, stole the belt and ran off with it as he challenged MJF to a full gear match. Okay. So, with the caveat that I understand that they likely had like 10 minutes to come up with a plan <laughs> in between dynamite ending and rampage starting. Do you think that this is the right pivot? I think that they should have dropped the belts. I think MJF should have lost. I think they should have lost, but not to the righteous. Like yeah. I think they should have lost to like best friends or someone like not cool. even to be like a best friends apologist, but um, <laughs> you know, just like a different tag team that yeah. didn't like show up two minutes ago. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> Am I, am I gonna have to defend the righteous? <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I like the righteous. Like, I like song the righteous. I like the song. Me. I have historical fondness for Bill Carr. It's not the righteous <laughs> that are the problem. I just, I don't think it's cool when one guy beats two guys. Like, almost, almost never does that work for me. I just don't. I just, I'm like, that's that's, that's not cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he only has to fight them one at a time. It's fine. <laughs> but okay, he gets so is... much more tired than they get. <laughs> but he can fight Brian Danielson for a whole hour. Yeah. I don't know. I I think that he should have he should have dropped the belts to someone and then focused on Jay and the world title. And then when Adam Cole was back they could have restarted this. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I actually have less problem. Like, I don't mind that much that he beat two guys, but I do think it's like Adam Cole's going to be out for a while. So like, yeah. why are they keeping these ROH tag belts on them? Like, just get rid of it. And Without Adam Cole, I do think like it just, it's too much for MJF to uh, like juggle. Yeah. I think. Mm. Uh, maybe they can just plug Kyle Fletcher in there. <laughs> Anyone needs a tag partner, he's going spare. It, it would be so funny if it was like a transitive property where Adam Cole could just nominate someone to be his representative, you yeah. know? It would it would work if they could do that because then Adam Cole could nominate, well, Roddy's got the neck thing, but still, like, if he could get Roddy in there, that's very funny. Like, yeah. if Roddy and MJF yeah. had to work together, that would be yeah. worth it. But I keep thinking I would that's, like to see it. Yeah, I keep thinking that's going to happen and it doesn't, but who knows? Uh, what do you think about Jay White and MJF? I think they weirdly are not doing a very good job. What do you guys think? I did agree with you. I had a hard time focusing on this promo, their promos together. I was just like, I don't, I'm not following this well. 
What about you, Sarah? I I enjoyed it. So, but yeah. I think Jay White is still very new to me. So I'm yeah. quite excited to discover Jay White. So maybe that was swaying in. I'm very interested to see if they do any promos. I skipped over it, but uh, Jay White and Adam Cole are going to be wrestling on this coming Tuesday. And I'm very interested to know whether they're going to have any kind of promo stuff because I don't have the biggest history with Jay White, but we did have him on the Forbidden Door, the original Forbidden Door, where he had the most electric and sexy uh, chemistry with both Adam Cole and Hangman. And so I feel like I'm like, I know what it's like when Jay is trying. And right. with like MJF, I'm like, for some reason you two aren't talking to each other. Like you're like talk you're like talking to the crowd and stuff. Like, I don't know. I think Tofu is stupid and mm-hmm. uh, Jay is not like his his insults to MJF are not like specific. So like I it just it's just glancing off me when I'm and I I'm I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but for some reason it's not. But I mean like I still like Jay White and I like Bang Bang Gang and I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy for Jay to be back on Dynamite and not in the collision silo. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just feel like both of these men, I've seen both of these men do better. And I would have expected this to be like, ooh, ooh, yeah, it's always, going after each other. It's always so interesting when people like don't have good chemistry, even though both guys individually you've seen do good with other people. It's just like, yeah. huh. Yeah, agreed. So the whole thing with the like guys in black and in the devil mask mm-hmm. As, do we w- do we think that was pre-planned or do we think that was a new thing or where the hell did that come from and why do i feel like it doesn't make sense <laughs> i think that that was i think it that that was the reason to make jay white furious like mm. it went from just like oh i would like your belt to oh i want to murder you and i th- thought that it was going to have something some way that like Roddy is manipulating MJF into looking like he is going to betray Adam Cole like I thought that there was something like Roddy clearly I think Roddy's behind it Mm. and he wants everybody to think it's MJF so I thought it was something that Roddy was pulling but now I wonder if it's going to end up being retconned if Adam Cole's out and they can't do the mm-hmm. thing that they were planning to do. So I have a feeling what ends up happening is going to look a little different. But it's, yeah. it's the mask thing. It really bothers me because I'm like, but why would MJF attack someone wearing his own mask? <laughs> and I'm sure yeah, that's, what Adam, that's what MJF is going to say. MJF is going to be like, you fucking know it's my mask. It wouldn't have been me. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I'm just like, that's, that's a really bad way to frame someone. Like, why would mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense? That's very true. I do like how Roddy is moving into this, like, more mastermind <laughs> space where he's, like, really getting Adam Cole, like, doing some stuff. It's it's great. Like, I love that Adam Cole's being, like, pulled between his two. It was know. very psychologically um, chewy because, like, the part where, like, he gave Adam Cole a gift in a way that was, like, don't you love hanging out with me? I give you the mm-hmm. things that you want. And Adam Cole like yeah. was like unguardedly like, of course I want a scooter. And mm-hmm. uh, then immediately yeah. uh, Roddy was like, well, if you like the scooter so much, why not stay here with me? And you're like, sir, this is, this is bad behavior. <laughs> it's very funny too. Cause I feel like, was it 
Tony Schiavone has been saying this whole time that Roddy's very manipulative. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like, he is not. But I was like, oh, you knew. He really is. He's a snake and a half. (laughs) (laughs) The kingdom just doesn't know anything about interior design. (laughs) You need to move the furniture around. I am so obsessed with everything about the kingdom. Like, I love them anyway. Like, I, I kind of have a screen cap on my phone from like six months ago where I'm like, the kingdom is going to be the next thing that I get brainworms about. Like I can tell I'm going to fall in love with them. But like when they were just hugging that giraffe, <laughs> that was so funny. And like they're doing great like background yeah. prop work. Yes. Like, they really are. Yes. And that that match with uh, best friends on Collision, where they turned up with their suitcases so that they could immediately leave to go and yes. visit Roddy afterwards. And like and Mike Bennett grabbing the mic, and he like, after the match, he's completely out of breath and just kind of goes. Wiener punch, pile driver, <laughs> Roddy. <laughs> I can't even do a sentence. I was crying. It was so good. It was so good. It was so, so good. Funny. I really do like a little bit of slapstick comedy. You know, like yeah. <laughs> they were doing great work with yeah. those suitcases. Yeah. I was dying. And then it's been killing me too. Now that Roddy's like escalated to always wearing a hospital gown. Like, and when they brought him out in the wheelchair, and Excalibur just started laughing. He was like, "Does he check himself into a hospital like in every city we go to?" <laughs> <laughs> which i can't stop thinking about it's so funny uh all right we have to hit our last topic uh it is uh heartlander uh so chris Stantlander. oh so jade so jade got her rematch she did her last match with AEW. she let chris beat her cleanly which ruled and then she hugged her that freaking ruled uh and then chris fought brit do you guys agree that that was like weirdly like why did you sacrifice this match on like a random collision. Yeah. Isn't Felt that weird? weird? Yeah. No build, um, no nothing. Yeah. But then they started building her wrestle dream opponent, which was Julia, which at first I was a little nervous about because Julia is such like an inexperienced wrestler. And as much as I love Chris, sometimes she's not the best when she's against like inexperienced wrestlers. Cause like she has a hard time slowing down for them. But I mm. thought that match freaking ruled. Like it yeah. was really good. Julia's improved a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I really hope that Malachi has lost all rights to the mist because Julia, <laughs> Julia the way that she is wielding it is so good. What she's I done really, to Willow. I know. I really feel like Julia Hart is like doing House of Black so much better than any yes. of the guys are. It's incredible. Yes. It's like her look is so much better. Like mm-hmm. every week she's like, like she came out in that corpse bride thing and looked mm-hmm. amazing. Like the song. And then, yeah, what she's doing with the mist has been so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And if they turn the Willow thing into a storyline, I would love it because mm. Willow came yes. out for her match with Julia furious and she mm-hmm. stomped down the, the ramp and she wasn't smiling and she wasn't bouncing. She was just rip shit. I was like, please, I need this. Whatever's yeah. happening here. And yeah. Sky Blue's doing that as well. I think, I think my dream is that we just forget about the guys and the House yeah. of Black mm-hmm. is now yeah. uh, a little cover yeah. of Spooky Witches. That and would be so good. Brody can stay if he continues just doing this like silent enforcer thing. Yeah. I like that. That's he can, fine. He, he can, can bark and he cannot yeah. speak. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I like when a man has to be a bit player for a woman's yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. is good yeah. with me. Yeah. I will also say that I found it startlingly attractive when uh Chris when um Julia came up behind Chris and was like ready to mist her and then Chris turned around and smacked the mist out of her mouth. Yes. Like, oh my this god. Is 
This is disgusting in a very viscerally erotic way. <laughs> Can't explain Unreal. the reaction that I'm having. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. They were doing great work in this match. Like, I was pleased. Yeah. You guys, we made it to the end. You did it. You did such a good thank job you, of managing thank time, Thank you so much. Too. There was thank so you. much to get through. So much. And we're barely over. We're like hey. 10 minutes over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah barely. It's incredible. Oh, this is huge for me. <laughs> I'm going to get a Great good grade work. in hosting. You are. Yeah, you really are. And next week, we're going to get you there too, Anne. We're going we're gonna to nail oh, thank it you two, so times much. In, two times in a row. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, Sarah, is there anything we didn't talk about? Is there anything you would like to say? Do you want to send a little message to Dustin <laughs> to say, like, get your shit together? <laughs> um, Matt Jack has listened, so he can pass it along to Dustin. I asked you to stop saying that. <laughs> what do i want to say um <laughs> the pressure uh i'm i'm kind of like mentally going through like what is what is kind of my brand that i haven't said on this one i didn't talk about how aussie open uh were on collision before mark davis's terrible injury and and they were wearing suits that was delightful enjoyed that a lot suits. oh yeah uh, wow. Kyle Pletcher had this little like waistcoat and tie situation. He looked really buttoned up, like he was going to a wedding, and he was like a child. And Mark Davis <laughs> did not have that. He just had a shirt that was like slightly gaping around his chest in 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 a way that was very relatable and very sexy at the same time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to uh, see some. Yeah, I think you might. At your convenience. (laughs) Oh, because they weren't. That was, yes, that was the. It was a match that I was spectacularly uninterested in because it involved FTR, but Aussie Open were on commentary wearing suits. That's why they were wearing suits. Because they Ah. were being commentary boys, which was very cute. Very nice. Do you remember that meme that was going around that was like this guy that like wore a suit to the hospital and they were like, why are you wearing a suit? And he was like, I'm about to meet my new nephew and I want to make a good impression. That like has the same vibe. (laughs) That's so sweet. (laughs) Shows up to commentary in suits. Yeah, we're here to make a good impression. What are you talking about? That's like how Chuck Taylor wore a suit to Wembley. Oh, he did wear a suit to Wembley. Sweet boy. And Trent did not and had no Mm -hmm. idea that he was going to do that. No, that's very funny. I had like no signal, and all I could see was the text saying like Chuck Taylor is wearing suit. I was like, someone has to get me a photograph. (laughs) I need it. Um, I should plug the podcast. I'm about to do that for you, Sarah. You are. one of one of the listens uh every week and i now that i no longer have a commute i have a really hard time listening to podcasts so um i really enjoy you and mj uh that again that is waffly bollocks a thing that uh americans find easy to say (laughs) and just to make it really difficult is bollocks with an x yes yes we um we will retweet their twitter although if you follow us on twitter you know you know, because we retweet it all the time. But um, <laughs> you guys are doing a fantastic job, really. Uh, and I, I really appreciate when you guys tell us what is going on in other promotions, because you know <laughs> that we don't know. <laughs> when no I idea. just get overexcited and go to five shows in a month in between three AEW <laughs> pay-per-views and then think that I might die. <laughs> That's always a good time. <laughs> and again, your uh, personal Twitter is awfully waffly. And um it's a good follow as well. Also, you're the one yeah. who showed us Cara Noir and broke yes. it up for like a week and a half. That yeah, was I'm amazing. so sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I, but I've um, the universe has punished me in that every British indie wrestler I fall in love with now immediately goes to Japan. Like immediately, yeah. it's wow. like a thing. 
Rough. Ugh. Three. Three in a year. Three in a year. <laughs> That's too many. <laughs> um, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. You fit mm-hmm. in perfectly. Please keep us, uh, keep our numbers in your phone. We might be calling <laughs> you back. We might be calling you back for a guest host spot because you fit in fantastic. I know that Allie is going to be extremely jealous not to have met you mm-hmm. when she listens Aww. to this later. Um, yeah. So ne- again, next we are uh, Allie is on vacation next week as well. Uh, so we will have Trish Spears. Um, listen to the Trish and Sarah podcast. Uh, listen to Waffly Boff, Waffly, Waffly <laughs> Bollocks. Yeah. Waffly Boffly, Moffly Boffly. <laughs> I mean, if I could go back in time 16 weeks, <laughs> maybe call something else. But... Listen, I maybe, if I knew what I knew now, maybe this podcast would have been called <laughs> the Leah Anna, the Leah Ann and Allie Wrestling Podcast, you yeah. know, because like Trish and Sarah are never going to lose their names. <laughs> That's well, true. There's like things All right. <laughs> so I've been Leah. I've been Ann. And I've been Sarah. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our theme is by Chris Corgan. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod, at Tumblr at Tunnel Talk Pod, and via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and come back next week. Bye.